This is episode 7 of Small Business Rising. My name is Anna. And I am Marta Gabriela. And today we are dedicating this episode to all small business owners who need money to fund their activities or their own earthly survival and need external help but have no resources to pay for it. This show will give an overview of many possible options and you, our listener, are welcome to get in contact with us and let us know which option you'd like us to dig into. We could play detectives and investigate on our own or possibly bring experts. Hello there. I'm not used to doing intro while, like, you know, like totally live while the intro. So, like, I didn't know what to say. Actually, you did great. <laughs> you did great because the idea was that we have a bit of a break between both of us. Uh, but it actually went out great. And you time it perfectly with your with your second. I know that you didn't know, but maybe this is some uh, proof of your. Yeah, proof and proof of your. Um, telepathic uh, premonition abilities because it went absolutely quite. have zero of them but that's okay <laughs> now i think that we have evidence uh, to counter that statement my dear very nice so marta today we are talking about financing your business when you don't have finances to begin with interesting yeah, yeah. so like one thing is to finance your business like a startup mm -hmm. and having the money to be able to start, especially if you have some sort of a product that you need to produce. Another thing is how to be able to pay for different types of services that you need at the startup or while you're running your small business. So it's quite a complex thing and I found many different ways. So. Precisely today, I thought we can give an overview of those different ways. And we are super happy to hear you out, our listeners, mm -hmm. which of the ways you would like us to explore later on in more detail. Because like one way, for example, is investments, mm -hmm. finding an investor. You can easily make and uh, you can easily make a couple of shows just on this one. Yeah. So, yeah, let us look into that. So, yeah, let's start with investors. So I thought of it that it could be interesting to pick one uh, type of investors and just uh, talk about it a little bit. So, for example, we can talk about angel investor. Mm -hmm. And this one is um, an individual who invests their own money into a business in exchange for equity. So basically, when you're deciding to have an angel investor, you are giving away some of your future earnings, some of your future equity. Mm -hmm. And this can be a private person or mm -hmm. it can be coming from some sort of a organized <laughs> crime. Now I, am, <laughs> now I am having a different view of it, but it can be coming <laughs> from some form of uh, organized group. Yeah, and I think it's worth to mention that there are plenty of different investors out there. You know, of course, the most famous one that we know of is the Silicon Valley, you know, and you can basically try to get some. There there are a lot of investors there. I know for a fact that there are some Danish startups who are going to, to Silicon Valley to pitch their uh, startups and to ask for uh, investment. And many 
companies started like this, you know, uh, we, we believe that someone was doing something in a garage in the late evenings and he made it big. But usually one of the stages, crucial stages was to find an investor who believes in that idea. So uh, that's one type. But you mentioned something about angel investors. Do you know what's the difference between the angels and the Silicon Valley or some holdings? So I know that the angel, like like I've mentioned, angel investor is someone who who can be a simple private person, mm-hmm. and the other type, which can be called like venture capital firms, mm-hmm. which are usually exactly. um, which are us- usually on a later stage of your startup. Um, I, I thought about angel investor because we are addressing mainly small businesses mm-hmm. and uh, we are thinking here that we are not addressing people who are looking f- into a very fast growth hacking, but mainly just wanting to do something that is worthwhile, something that they love doing. That's why I thought that at least for today, we could simply talk about angel investors because it's a small, it can be a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. investor and if uh, you our listeners are interested in exploring different types of investments we can definitely dig into that in a special program that is for that so in general for angel investments i just wanted to mention that the main advantage of using an angel investor is that it's usually people who know the industry and are interested in that industry so they can open some doors for you and they have the expertise, mentoring, possibilities, and so on. Okay, so they are usually placed in one area. Let's say they are interested in businesses that are doing something with sustainable fashion or or something like that. that that's mm-hmm. what I've read is a very common thing. Mm-hmm. So they will choose to sponsor, or sponsor maybe is not uh, the right word, they will choose to invest in a business very often in the industry that they that is the industry of their interest makes sense makes yeah. uh, makes a lot of sense and i think that uh, uh, you prepared even some links when if people would like to take a look at uh, angel investors that are in denmark at least right yes i have um, i have some links available there for you and For the end of this one, I would just like to, if I mention one main advantage, I would like Mm -hmm. to mention one main disadvantage. That is that very often that might mean big influence on how you're running your business. So you might not have as much freedom as when you are just doing it on your own, the way you like to do it. So that's something to take under very deep consideration when choosing an investor. Some people say that this is almost like choosing a husband, Mm -hmm. that it needs to be a very wise choice and making sure that it is a good match because this kind of relationship, when it comes down to money, when it comes down to influence on something that you might be emotional about, some business that your own business, your own baby, uh, that can be something tricky. Yeah, I think those are very good points, Marta. I believe that uh, back in a day when we were interviewing Jan Rezek on our You've Got Five Options podcast, which you are all very welcome to check out. Um, I think he mentioned that he he's not so enthusiastic about investors because they do uh, have a huge uh, influence on how your business goes. And I, as I worked in startup for some time, 
I could see how investor uh, can truly determine the whole strategy for the company because he says, listen, I own this and this percentage of this company and I will do what I think is best for the money and invested. And then you might actually end into some sort of a conflict. So it's also important to uh, think how much of equity am I willing to give to an investor? Because for instance, if you keep 51%, then you still have the majority a vote, let's say, or, or in decision making. But if your investor have or your investors combined have more than you, then that is potentially dangerous if you want to have a huge influence on your own business. Yeah. So listen, you guys, if you want to know more about investments, let us know and we will try to get a really good expert on that to have a more in-depth uh, conversation. Yeah, and if you want to check the angel investors, you will be able to find link to the website on our website, the5options.com, where we will have this episode as a podcast episode and in the show notes you can find uh, you can find everything you need to know about angel investors. And then the next point that I wanted to bring were the use of grants and funds. Mm-hmm. So this is something uh, there are many government funds available. Many countries are interested in promoting growth and they acknowledge that small businesses are a big part of that growth. And that's definitely the case in Denmark where we are located. And here the advantage is that you have more freedom when it comes to how you're going to use that money that you are getting. The disadvantage is that you need to be ready for filling out a lot of papers. You need to have the time to apply. It's a serious uh, deal. And for, as I've mentioned that right now, we are just touching upon and bringing different ways. I heard that in Europe, in general, European Union is quite good in providing funds to entrepreneurs. And I just checked how difficult it is to find out about it. And I just typed in Google uh, European Union funds and you go to the website and it basically has a quite user-friendly user interface mm-hmm. where you select the country you are in, you select what kind of business, what kind of investment you might want to use. Just the only thing that I would say, yeah, prepare to be ready to fill out some papers. And I think also it's worth to mention that many of those funds are um, generated and available if you have a specific type of a business or your business have some sort of like a mission or vision behind. So, for instance, a business for fighting uh, inequity. Uh, that, you know, for instance, you are trying to do a business that will help diversity or business that is sustainable. So sometimes you need to tweak your own personal mission or vision of your business into the requirements of the fund that you are applying to, which usually it's possible to do. But uh, I think that uh, in general, funds and grants are kind of underused. Uh, I think you will come back to the survey or the poll that we did on our uh, group this year. I buy from a small business among small business owners. And I think there were no answers for grants and funds as to how to sponsor your business. And it's really interesting because there is a lot 
there is a chunk of money that is dedicated to every single country in European Union exactly for that. I wonder what happens with those money when few people are applying. Are they just, uh, they, they are just getting close, they are being, yeah? They, they usually close them. Like there's a lot of funds that weren't being used and they got close. Okay, so in guys. A, in some areas. In some areas. So guys, the money are there. You just have to apply for them. Otherwise, yeah, I think they are basically sending the money back because they were not used. I know that in Poland we are quite good in using those mm-hmm. money. Almost all the small business uh, owners that I personally know mm-hmm. have been applying for those uh, grants. Mm-hmm. So, guys, here again, if that's something that is you something that you would like to hear much more about, just let us know and we will do our best to further investigate the topic. And then very close to that, when we are talking about finances, money, (laughs) then there is always an option to apply for a loan from a bank. Mm -hmm. The advantage of this (laughs) one is that that's the one that interferes the least into your business. Uh, Banks may ask you, of course, what do you want to use that money for? And you need to have a good credit um, score, good credit score to be able to get it and so on. So there are, of course, some restrictions, but they will not tell you how to run your business. That's true. They will not be influencing your strategy and so on. So that's a good thing. What you need to know, you, you need to be at least at the place where you have a business plan. So you need to be a structured um, a structured business to be able to apply mm-hmm. for it. And of course, they are making money on you as well. They are not a volunteer organization no, uh, just not. providing uh, you with money uh, for free. Uh, they really want to earn on it. So, of course, there will be some money lost here on the way mm-hmm. as well. However, that, of course, is an option. Mm-hmm. And it's worthwhile going for smaller banks. Not necessarily for the main banks, although from my research, I know that the main banks here in Denmark, for example, Danske Bank also has funds for startups and small businesses. So that could be something uh, explored. But at the same time, very often it's a good idea to go to small banks where there is more face to face and the real relationship building. And maybe that could be an option for someone who likes this kind of personal relationships more. I, I completely agree. I think if you are considering considering a loan from a bank, I've heard it from uh, my boyfriend's who is ha- actually in our technician, uh, your tax advisor who said that basically small banks if something are the way to go. And I think it's also because, as you said, Marta, you have this more intimate relationship with your advisor and, you know, they do have procedures on how to give those loans and stuff, but you can actually uh, negotiate better and you can explain your situation better and probably you can get some better deals. Uh, In big banks, like in big companies, uh, a lot of things are handled by the system, the computer. So many times, you know, the the system doesn't say that, uh, says says something and, you know, uh, you cannot get it. But if you would talk with a human and explain the situation, you might have a different outcome. So I think that's also an advantage of a small bank. Yes. So that would be the things that are like very much related to money Mm -hmm. then uh, and dependency on some sort of organization. (laughs) Now we will move more into 
less organized <laughs> crime way of getting <laughs> money. Sorry, I, I just had that yeah, joke. Right. <laughs> Now from less organized crime to a more freelance mafia. <laughs> well, the next way of getting money is through crowdfunding. Yes, that's true. And that's basically uh, for charismatic people <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> who can sell their idea to a broader, uh, less defined crowd of uh, people. Mm -hmm. So definitely there are two leading uh, ways of or two leading platforms. platforms. Yeah. One of them is Kickstarter and the other one is GoFundMe dot com and that's something the advantage is that you are again quite independent when it comes to how you're running your business how you're using that money um, and the disadvantage is that it's quite time consuming uh, i understood that from uh, one of our guests And if you want to find out more about the Kickstarter, please listen to our episode number three, number three with Lindsay, who has who is using this way of financing her book mm -hmm. and publishing of her book. However, that's a way that's a way where that pr uh, allows you to keep your independence that doesn't look at your credit score, that doesn't influence your strategy. And uh, yeah, very good for people who like this kind of things because you are interacting with the audience. You need to know something about branding and or you need to be willing to be vulnerable. You need to like really explain what it is about and touch people's hearts so that they want to touch their pockets. <laughs> uh, wallets. Touch their pockets. <laughs> wallets. wallets. Yes. yes. Touch my pocket. <laughs> Or not. No. I thought it was in the opposite way. You got the wallet so I can touch your heart. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> okay, that's actually a very good point. Uh, yes, uh, the only thing I would like to add to this because uh, those are all great points is that Kickstarter is a platform that is created f uh, more for business-related activities like projects. So you actually have to have a certain goal that you want to achieve through Kickstarter. So for instance, publishing a book or launching a new product or launching a card game, board game. I actually bought personally three games uh, through Kickstarter. And then you have to create some sort of a packages for people who are submitting money you so for instance for if you will support me with ten dollars you will get a thank you card if you will support me with twenty five dollars you will get a, a product plus a thank you card and so on the trick is that you need to reach your goal so if you need let's say one hundred thousand dollars to complete your project and you will um, get um, people to how to call it people will be willing to pay all the people that are actually bidding for it will be willing to pay eighty thousand then you will not get the money then the money is sent back to the people and yeah that's kind of the game over for you so you have to be reasonable with the goal that you want to achieve and you also have to be reasonable with the length of the campaign because you can set it up for four weeks or six weeks even half a year if you want to there are different advantages and disadvantages of long and short campaigns again if you want us to talk about kickstarter more come back to episode three or ask us and we will make a whole show about it so i find it great but it is kind of risky gofundme is a bit different because 
because there are people who are even um, trying to gather money for uh, surgeries or health-related uh, issues on GoFundMe. It, anyone can do the GoFundMe, but this is more like a donation, so you don't have to give anything back. Uh, so there are differences between those two. Kickstarter is more for project-driven or goal-driven business uh, activities. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Anna, for adding on to this one. I think that uh, definitely if it sparks your interest, we can look into several different platforms yeah. and then prepare what are the pros and cons mm -hmm. uh, for using and when is it a good idea for you to use which one. Mm -hmm. So we will hear from you very gladly and look into that. The next way of getting money that becomes even more close to your circle is uh, getting money from your friends and family. Ooh. That's an official way, uh, or official, unofficial, I guess, but I have found this in many different articles. Mm -hmm. So along with the investors and funds and grants and stuff, the f friends and family are also one valid channel mm -hmm. to get money from. I'm yeah. professional in doing that. You're a professional in doing that. I'm in the third family already and the fourth group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so every time if something goes wrong, you need to change your family? Precisely. Okay. That's a okay. wonderful thing to hear for me on Friday <laughs> afternoon. Thank you. So hopefully it goes well this time. Yeah, me. So Anna can continue to have family. Yes. Especially that we like you. The friends of Anna. <laughs> I promise not to mess it up. Yes, okay. please, please Good. don't. So basically there are some advantages and there are some disadvantages like with every solution. The advantage is that people uh, who care about you might be willing to mm -hmm. believe in you and invest in you and support you in many different ways. The disadvantage is that sometimes the things can go south Mm -hmm. When the money is, um, when the money becomes an issue, yeah. when things don't work out the way they were supposed to work out, it can impact relationships in uh, within family and friends. So that is something to really consider on individual basis. Yeah, uh, who it, it's again like with marriage, you know, because ah, yeah, this emotional relationships and money it's a tricky tricky business you it's really something you need to choose the right partner mm -hmm. or really have people who are willing to give away money with no expectations if they are willing to do it in a way you know we are we are gonna fund you and it's okay if you don't make any money out of it then it's kind of fine but if if some payback is uh, expected and you might find yourself in trouble to pay back, that could be an issue. And closer the member of your family or closer the friend is, the friend of them or the member of the family might have an opinion on how you spent that money that you got from them. And they might actually start to interfere into the way you are doing that. So I think uh, it's quite important to take that into consideration. Absolutely. Okay, now we will move a little bit outside of talking only about getting money. We will include some other resources into the picture as well. So basically, one thing that you also need when you are starting on running your business and you are short on finances, it could be simply work. <laughs> 
<laughs> you might not be able to do everything absolutely by yourself. Mm -hmm. So here are a few ways on how to get someone to do some work for you. And we have talked about it quite a lot in the previous 30 minutes um, episode mm -hmm. when we were talking about it. When is it a good idea to give your work for free? Mm -hmm. So please do check that uh, episode as well. Well, the first thing I wanted to bring is that it might be a good idea to get an intern into your company. And here in Denmark, there are at least three quite simple ways where you can get someone to work for you for free. Mm -hmm. And one way is to get a student. I, I specifically explored one type of schools here in Denmark, which are called uh, business academies. These are these kind of schools that are about applying the, uh, they are called the schools of applied sciences. That mm -hmm. means that there is a lot of actual uh, experience in uh, in the education yeah they are they are uh, highlighting the practical way yeah yeah so going to any of the business academies in Denmark uh, all of the major cities have them mm -hmm. you will quickly find on a website that they do collaborate with uh, companies I just went into business academy in Aarhus because that's where I am located and they collaborate with about 1,000 1, different uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. The second way is to get an intern through job centers. Job mm -hmm. centers here in Denmark are responsible for employment for people who are unemployed. And one of the ways to get people back into employment is by putting them into a practice Mm -hmm. in uh, practic yeah <laughs> in a uh, in a company mm -hmm. and also just go into a local job center you will see it on the first site you just on the first entry if you're a company that would like to offer a, a practice pr internship for mm -hmm. someone you'll find they are very welcoming you very nicely uh, i had an um, i had an intern in this way uh, she was uh, sent through job center Mm -hmm. And then in Denmark, we also have career partners and so-called A-Kesse, who are also the ones that you might get in contact and find partners in getting people sent to you. So that's a way to get someone who could do specific work for you. The advantage for them is that they are gaining experience and the advantage for you is that someone is doing part of work. So for example, if you need to develop your website, you can get a student who is studying precisely that. They will get their education thanks or their diploma thanks to it and you will get your uh, website. The Another way which we also touched upon in the same episode I just mentioned is to do barter. Mm -hmm. Barter is an exchange of goods or services for other goods or, or services without using money. And we have touched upon that in uh, the other episode. We have talked a little bit about pros and cons and how you need to be careful uh, and uh, establish a, a contract possibly so that the rules are clear. Mm -hmm. And no one feel cheated at the end or used. Yeah. So that's that's another way. So basically, let's say you are um, a hairdresser and you need someone to take pictures and you make an exchange with the photographer uh, for giving 
your service of her cutting, I don't know, coloring and so on, and you don't involve any money in it, you provide that service once or twice, you can agree yeah. on that. What's the value? What's the monetary value or mm -hmm. energy value or time value? And you exchange in this way. I can see that we are going really uh, fast, very fast. So I will go into the last way that I will touch upon today. And that's so-called bootstrapping. Oh, yeah. And bootstrapping is basically you don't get any external supply of money. You are trying to make it on your own. You might be um, you might be maybe even earning your money somewhere else and paying your own business. And that's the survey that Anna was referring to on our Facebook page. This year I buy from for this buy this year I buy <laughs> from small business say hopefully <laughs> um, that's absolutely the number way one that people yeah. are going. They yeah. are working their ass off with no help or ac uh, or assistance, assistance, yeah, or work elsewhere to support themselves. Exactly. So yeah, that's the sometimes sad reality. But we even had a comment when a woman was describing years of working in a normal position and saving for her business. I guess we are done for today, aren't we? Thank you. Thank you very much. And Bye. we will hear you next time on Small Business Rising.